president can be impeached more than once. There is, I think, grave risk to the country with waiting until we have every last fact. The courts are away to try to enforce this, but much too slow away. If we wait for the courts, if we wait for an election to settle this, then we will have waited too long. This is about preventing a potentially disastrous outcome from occurring next year. We cannot rely on an election to solve our problems. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. We cannot accept a second term for Donald Trump. The failed Washington establishment is trying to stop me because I'm fighting for you and because of a person. They're attacking me because I'm exposing a rigged system that enriched itself at your expense. Trump lays out his plan and is doing really good at rallies. We talk impeachment, and of course we get to a little more of Bernie Sanders. My name is James Wilson, and this is Give Me Liberty. Alright, so first we start with the fact that Trump did a rally, and this went very, 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 very well for him. I cannot express how much this means for him, and we'll get to the statistics in a little bit and why this is super important, but it's just really important to note that Donald Trump won the Electoral College in 2016, but he did not win the popular vote. Now, there are many reasons for this, and in a previous episode, I actually talk about why it's important to have the Electoral College, so you can go check that out. That's one of my very first episodes, but winning 2020 won't be the easiest thing for Trump. Now, do I think he will still win? Of course he will. Many of the Democratic candidates on the stage, still on the stage, such as Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders, are not doing very well, and many people don't like how progressive their plan is. I talk about their polls almost every single day. You can go check those out. I'll talk about Bernie Sanders in a little bit. I actually had a Give Me Liberty short talking specifically about him and his chances. We'll talk about what voters actually think about him, but it's important to realize that 2020 is going to be a very, it's, it is a very important year for President Donald Trump. He's going to have to do a lot. He's really going to have to work for the presidency. Commentators such as Ben Shapiro are predicting that you could very well see him winning the Electoral College again and not the popular vote. So Trump while in a good spot, isn't in the best spot and still definitely has to be working to win a second term. Now, he has many good things he can run off of. The economy, the economy, draining the swamp, all these things, immigration, all these things, are, Trump has made a very big part of his campaign. And so we've seen that, and many people like that, but Trump's still not in the best spot And he really is going to have to work for that. So he held a rally, I believe it was last night, and he had some pretty amazing numbers that are really strong for President Donald Trump. And if this continues, will be very good for him, will sure sure win him the nomination in 2020 if he can keep this up. So Daily Wire reported, out of more than 20,000 identified voters who came to to a recent... Trump rally in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 57.9% 
did not have a history of voting for Republicans. Remarkably, 4,413 attendees didn't even vote in the last election, a clear indication that President Trump is energizing Americans who are previously not engaged in politics. Now, Trump has held a similar record to some of these other rallies, which I'll talk about in a second. But let's just talk about this for a second. 57.9% of the people who attended the rally, more than half the people who went to this rally yesterday, did not have a history of voting for Republican. That is insane. And that's really, really good numbers for President Donald Trump. If he can show he's attracting so many different voters, especially the ones who haven't been voting in some of the other elections, that's really going to help him in 2020. We saw this. One of the big reasons why President Donald Trump won in 2016 was because of some of the northeastern states, such as Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. So the fact that he's drawing voters who didn't vote in the last election is a really good thing. Many people were very skeptical of Trump's ability to become the president and to be good at being the president. So they either didn't vote for him or didn't vote at all because they didn't like the choice of Hillary Clinton either. And the fact that these people are now attending his rallies, that's really good, strong news for him. And even the fact that in Wisconsin didn't even have a, a record for voting Republican. I mean, Wisconsin was a very key state in the 2016 election. It will be in 2020. Trump really needs to win the state again. He needs to win some of the same states he won in 2016, as I just mentioned. And these types of numbers are the ones that are going to win you the presidency in 2020. Very strong numbers for Donald Trump. I'm sure he's very proud of this. This is really going to help him moving forward. So now we're at it. Now while we're at it, let's talk about some of the other polls that we have or statistics from of some from other some of his other rallies. So let's start with the Kentucky rally, which was posted on November twenty fourth, November fourth, twenty nineteen. So twenty seven thousand voters identified. Twenty eight percent voted once or less in the last four elections. Fourteen percent in zero. Now. I believe it's very important for citizens to vote. I do. I don't think we should make voting compulsory. I don't think you should make people vote. But I think voting is a very good thing, and I think people should do it. Now, obviously, there's third party. You can write in a name. Many people don't like the two-party system. My opinion on this is we pretty much know. There's never been a time a third-party candidate has won. A, a good mention was Ross Perot, who did come pretty close to winning a state and definitely went up against George H.W. Bush. That actually split the vote and hurt him very badly. But you really need people to not vote third party and to vote for you. And we saw this in the 2016 election. A lot of people voted third party because they did not like Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. And as we see here, 14% of the people that attended his rally didn't vote at all because many people did not like the 2016 election. They thought it was very controversial. They didn't like either candidates. So now Donald Trump is attracting voters who have never voted before, which is very strong for him, attracting people to vote for him. My guess is this has stuff to do with the impeachment, although I can't say that for a fact. Lots of the things going on, lots of things Trump's been doing, has a lot of support and attracting new voters who either didn't vote before or, next statistic, 
23% Democrat. People who may not even like him, but they love the economy. They love that they have a job. They love the stocks are at an all-time high. And commentators such as Ben Shapiro have predicted that people, citizens, voters, will vote for him in 2020, not because they like him as a person or a candidate or a political figure, but because he's doing doing many things for them that benefit them in many significant ways. And that's something we see as so many people are coming out to vote for the first time or haven't been inclined to vote in the past. 23% Democrat. These are insanely amazing numbers for President Donald Trump. He should be very proud. And this will definitely help him for sure in the 2020 election against whoever the candidate is. Now, I do specifically talk about the Democratic candidates in one of the other episodes. Actually, it's the last episode. Uh, I, it's a Give Me Liberty short, where I talk about Bernie Sanders and his chance at winning the nomination. Additionally, you can go check out some of the other ones where I talk about the debate after I talk about the debate that happened during January. And just earlier that week, I talk about who will most likely be the Democratic nominee, current polling numbers, current adult uh, endorsements. And that I talk about mid-January called Who Will Be the Democratic Nominee. So be sure to go check those out for more information. And last thing before we go to impeachment, big news of the day, lots of things about this. Let's go to the Mississippi rally that this was posted on November 3rd, 2019. This was posted. That doesn't mean it happened on November 23rd. November 3rd. But it could have. I'm not exactly sure when it happened. But 16... 16.5 thousand voters identified, 24% voted once or less in the last four elections, 12% and zero, 27% Democrat, and 20% black. Now, to start, let's look at the claim. 20% black. Many people claim that Trump is racist. Now, I won't go into detail about this this episode, but specifically looking at this alone, how can you be racist and 20% of blacks vote or at least attend your rally? That does not make sense at all. So the fact that he's drawing a very diverse crowd, he's drawing, you know, black voters, he's, he's drawing Democrats in, he's drawing people that have never voted before, and tons and tons of people to these rallies, this is all stuff that's looking very, 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 really great for President Trump Again, I think he is very happy about this. Just shows us what I'm going to talk about next, support for impeachment, all this stuff. So next we get to impeachment. I haven't talked about impeachment for a while. I have been thinking about this, writing about this for quite some time now. Additionally, when my website comes up, I will have an article on impeachment coming up soon. So be sure to check that out once the website comes out. I will give you more information on that, but today I will talk about some stuff about John Bolton, I will talk about Hunter Biden, I will talk about quid pro quo, and of course Barack Obama, Joe Biden, all this stuff. We'll get, be getting to some of the most basic impeachment, some of the things going on about that, and then some of in some of the further episodes we will dive more into some of the current impeachment charges, stuff like that in the Senate. Questioning period is coming up. So the House recently passed over the articles of impeachment 
to the Senate. Now, they actually withheld these articles for quite some time. I played this in some of my other episodes. Many people were super excited to impeach Donald Trump, especially Rashida Tlaib. I played this in another episode. She made a whole Twitter video about, oh my gosh, guys, we're going to impeach Donald Trump. Oh, yay! And then she shows over to the camera of other people smiling, thumbs up, like, yeah, woohoo! Now, Nancy Pelosi said this was super serious and somber and somber day, and yet handing out impeachment pens. It This whole thing is so ridiculous. This is so partisan. You know, in fact, let's actually play the clip again that I played at the beginning of this that shows you how partisan this was from the beginning. A president can be impeached more than once. There is, I think, grave risk to the country with waiting until we have every last fact. The courts are a way to try to enforce this, but much too slow a way. If we wait for the courts, if we wait for an election to settle this, then we will have waited too long. This is about preventing a potentially disastrous outcome from occurring next year. We cannot rely on an election to solve our problems. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. We cannot accept a, a second term for Donald Trump. The failed Washington establishment is trying to stop me because I'm fighting for you and because we're winning. They're attacking me because I'm exposing a rigged system that enriched itself at your expense, and I'm restoring government of, by, and for the people. Yes, so that was actually produced by the Trump campaign just a whole bunch of clips of things that really expose the Democrats' true intent on this whole issue of impeachment. I talked about this in my partisan impeachment efforts. You can go check that out. But it turns out that two-thirds of the committee voted for impeachment before the Ukraine call came out. You've got so many people promoting impeachment before it even came out. I talked about earlier on the show... This one woman, congresswoman, said that her son convinced her to impeach Donald Trump, like, last January. So this thing is not not very strong at all. Now, I won't go into as much of the articles in this episode, specifically the constitutional standpoint. Now, don't worry, I will be doing that. I will be talking about what's inside the articles of impeachment, and I'll also be talking about... The transcripts will even read a little bit of that to further understand that. But for now, we're just going to talk about some of the things about more witnesses. Huge thing in the Senate. Will the Senate bring in more witnesses? Now, let's start. Why didn't the House bring in more witnesses? Like, let's be honest. What's supposed to happen is they're supposed to collect all the evidence in the House. They're supposed to come up with their case and if they believe they should impeach him they impeach donald trump and then the senate you know they have the supreme court judge there all this stuff and they kind of decide so i don't even think it was meant in the first place to have more witnesses i think that's the place of the house we'll get into a more constitutional perspective in the next episode on that but you've got a lot of things surrounding that why should the senate even be doing that but 
if there were to be witnesses, there's a lot of talk about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and John Bolton. So let's start with let's start with what where the where the opinion stands in the Senate on impeachment and more witnesses. So all Democrats, according to Ted Cruz, will vote to have more witnesses. They want to drag this thing out literally as long as they can, because guess what? The longer you drag it out, the more intention you put on Trump and impeachment, which makes it harder for his campaign, even though I don't even know why they're doing that anymore, because Trump is doing so well ever since that started. Impeachment has been steadily dropping. It's dropped over 10% since this whole thing started. Viewership of viewership of the impeachment hearings are so low they're some of the lowest it's ever been according to ben shapiro there's a lot of things that really just show us america isn't interested anymore people don't care about this anymore but anyway so you got 47 democrats who will vote for who will vote for more witnesses no matter what now to have more witnesses you'll need four more republicans to support this. Now, many Republicans think this might happen. Many think this may not. So far, you've got three Republicans saying they would vote for it, or at least considering it at this point. And this includes Senator Susan Collins and Senator Mitt Romney. So Mitt Romney is actually, he ran in 2012 against President Barack Obama as a Republican candidate. He lost. So many people know him. He's a more moderate of this of the senators and so they said they would at least think about this they would most likely vote for more witnesses now my opinion on more witnesses why do you need more witnesses you have the transcripts the house could have called in whoever they wanted and funny story actually ted cruz talked about this the the house actually wanted to get john bolton and donald trump said no you can't now i don't understand why donald trump did this i don't know why he didn't just let john bolton testify but anyway, so John Bolton's lawyer goes to the Supreme Court and says, you know, conflict of interest, one part, one group, the, the House wants to have me in, the president does not, what do I do? And the Democrats just decide not to subpoena him. So I don't know why they didn't do this. I don't know why Donald Trump blocked it in the first place. And then it's just kind of random that the Democrats decided that they didn't care about this anymore. But anyway, Vox reports, former National Security Advisor John Bolton claims that, contrary to President Trump's denials, the president said outright that he was, he was blocking aid to Ukraine unless Ukrainian officials helped with investigation into the Bidens. That's according to an unpublished book manuscript written by Bolton and reported on by the New York Times' Maggie Haberman and Michael Schmitz Sunday night. In this book, revelation is enormously significant for Trump's unfolding impeachment trial, since Bolton has offered to testify to the Senate. It may throw a wrench into Senate Republicans' hopes of wrapping up the trial quickly without any witness, witness testimonies. Now, this is true. You've already got some more moderate support for more witnesses. This could really be dragged out for a long time. I am... <laughs> me, like so many other people, are just... are ready to be done with this. I don't think very many people care anymore, to, to be honest. Uh, the ratings are some of the lowest it's ever been, and people are not tuning in. They're tuning out, according to the Daily Wire. So not very many people are interested anymore. Not many people are w even watching this 
anymore. This is really just an attempt from Democrats to make this last longer. There's a, there's no way President Donald Trump will be impeached. The fact that you're even having a hard time getting 51 votes to add more witnesses, there is no way you're going to be able to get two-thirds vote. It's not going to happen. It's really just to drag this whole thing out to see how much damage they can do to President Donald Trump as the election is this November. So they are, Vox is saying something true as it may prolong this whole thing. But the fact that this is a new revelation, now I'll talk about quid pro quo, Hunter Biden, all that in a second. But there have been some people on the right who have made some very good point about this, points about this, including President Donald Trump. John Bolton is writing a new book that's coming out soon. Now, do you buy, do you think at all this might have something to do with it? The timing of this is all super strange. The timing that they happen to be doing this right before the next election, you know, trying to speed this up before Christmas so they could get it to the Senate, but then they don't, and then they do. And then John Bolton wants to come testify, and he's writing a new book on it. The timing of all of this is really, is really crazy. So the whole thing about the John Bolton bombshell is that there's basically a disagreement between John Bolton and President Trump. President Trump is saying one thing and John Bolton is saying the other. Now, there is a reason why you might want to hear from John Bolton because they're saying different things and that might be important, except for the fact that it's not really important. Quid pro quo. Let's get to that. First of all, this whole thing started with Burisma and Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. So Joe Biden bragged on national TV that he said, if you do not fire this prosecutor, you won't get aid. He bragged about that. Is that not a quid pro quo? Which quid pro quo is Latin for this or that? This or that. You fire the prosecutor or you don't get foreign aid. Now that... Seems like a pretty ugly quid pro quo to me. Secondly, in the transcripts, which we'll get to in the next episode, Donald Trump talks about tra- talks about draining the, the swamp in Ukraine. Now, he mentions some stuff about Robert Mueller, and he mentions some stuff about Ukraine being involved, and he wanted to get to the bottom of that. And then he also mentioned the Biden's Prisma things like that, which we'll talk about all in the next episode. So what I really see this as is he was looking towards the 2016 election. He wanted to clear this all up because that was such a mess. Everyone was blaming President Trump for this, all these things. He wanted to get to the bottom of this. Secondly, when has it ever been not okay for a president to, to look into corruption? Now, it would be different if President Trump said, hey, Ukraine, if you don't dig up dirt on Joe Biden, then on Joe Biden and his son, then we won't give you aid. Now, that would be very, extremely different. But he had very probable cause to investigate what's happening. Because does that not sound corrupt to you? Someone who's vice president and his son's getting million dollars because his last name happens to be Biden and his dad happens to be the vice president of the United States. Now, that is very corrupt. And I don't understand why you can't investigate that just because it happens to be one of your political candidate's sons. 
That's something that has to be addressed in Ukraine. That's a very corrupt action. And again, this would be very different if Joe Biden, if Donald Trump just wanted to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. Additionally, let's go back to Barack Obama, who did some of the very similar things. He tried to dig up dirt on Donald Trump's campaign and did wiretaps. Now, that sounds really bad to me. But asking Ukraine to, you know, investigate something that's obviously very corrupt. I mean, if a president can't do that, you're, uh, the president's going to be impeached every single time. As long as the House is on the opposite side of this. Because the truth is, as Ted Cruz said, this happens all the time in the presidency. And looking into something corrupt is not the crime. It's trying to dig up dirt on someone. But there was definitely probable cause on this. So we'll get to a little more on the impeachment. Of course, as I said, I'll be talking about... I'll be talking about... The transcripts, some of the most recent things, constitutional arguments, the uh, Trump defense team made their opening argument, and so did the House committee. All those things we'll get to in the next episode, but for now we'll leave it at that on impeachment. So next we have a new ad stating, kind of stating that Bernie Sanders can't win, and it's promoting the fact that they don't want Bernie Sanders to win the nomination, which is, if you listen to my other episode, it's actually the first Give Me Liberty short, talking about all the reasons why it's looking more and more likely that Bernie Sanders will win the nomination. I do not agree agree with Bernie Sanders. I, I disagree with him on almost everything. But with recent polling numbers, all this stuff going down with impeachment, not to mention if they bring in more witnesses... Hunter Biden will most likely be another witness, and that would destroy him. That would expose so much corruptness. It would really show that what President Trump was doing would, you know, there was a real cause to look into corruption. If they bring in another witness, it will look really bad for Hunter Biden when he gets called. If they bring in John Bolton, which will also look really bad for Joe Biden. And if Joe Biden, if Joe Biden gets hurt one more time from this, it will not look good for him at all, which might bring room for Bernie Sanders to win the election. So here's an ad that basically says, guys, don't vote for Bernie Sanders. The most important thing is we have to be Trump. We've seen the damage that Trump and the Republican Congress have done. I doubt if Bernie Sanders can beat Trump. I like Bernie. I think he has great ideas. But Michigan, Pennsylvania, Iowa... They're just not going to vote for a socialist. I do have some concerns about Bernie Sanders' health, considering the fact that he did have a heart attack. I think it's very important that the Democrats nominate somebody that can beat Trump. I don't feel as though Bernie Sanders would do well against Donald Trump. I just don't think Bernie can beat Trump. The MFI pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Yeah, so a little bit of that. Basically, the message is they don't want Donald Trump to win again, and they don't think Bernie Sanders can beat Donald Trump. And I have to be honest, I agree with him. That lady said at the beginning, we've seen the damage that Trump and the Republican Congress have done. First of all, what? Like, let's let's be honest. What has he done? Is it his record high economy? Is it the record high stock numbers? Is it the record low unemployment rate? Is it the fact that we reestablished deterrence in Iran? I don't think so. I think a record high economy is great. So... 
I like how they just say Trump's bad, big bad man. Oh, he's a terrible president. It doesn't matter what we're impeaching him for, we just have to impeach him. I don't like that argument at all. But aside from that, what they're saying isn't necessarily false. It would be very hard for Bernie Sanders to beat President Donald Trump. It really would. He is he is most likely the most radical candidate on the stage. He's he's an independent from Vermont, which is kind of confusing because he's running in the Democratic primaries. But aside from that, he has lots of ideas similar to Elizabeth Warren's that are considered farther left than some of the other candidates on the stage, such as Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar. So it will be easier for Trump to go off this because many people want one of the more moderate candidates because they don't want as much change. They they agree the economy is really high and really good and really amazing. They want to play it safe. And if you have someone who wants to t totally restructure our economy and our government, such as Bernie Sanders, people might not vote for him. And this is especially cr critical, as mentioned in the video, in states such as Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, where Donald Trump won by a small margin, which in turn won him the Electoral College and the election. This is something Bernie Sanders won't be able to do. We already talked about earlier in the podcast. Trump has really good rally numbers from these states. And if Bernie Sanders wins, we'll likely see the same thing happen. We could, we would most likely see the same thing that happens in 2016. Donald Trump wins the Electoral College because he's able to win states such as Wisconsin, Michigan, and New York. So, I don't necessarily disagree with Basically, what they're saying, which is don't vote for Bernie Sanders because he will, you know, he'll lose to Donald Trump. However, I want someone to lose to Donald Trump because guess what? We have a record high economy, record low unemployment rate. Trump has been doing a lot of good things. And as we've seen from this whole partisan impeachment, all the Democrats want to do is get rid of Donald Trump. And, you know, we saw it in that video. They're really scared that if we go to the next election... Donald Trump will win it again. I mean, you got Al Green just saying it flat out. I'm concerned that if Donald Trump, that if we wait till the next election, Donald Trump will be reelected. That is the most flat out way to say it and totally exposes what they're really saying. We can't wait for election to solve our problems. Oh, so I guess the people's opinion don't matter anymore. This whole thing is really crazy. It's looking more and more likely that Bernie Sanders is going to win. This is probably why this came out. But aside from that, it's not looking good for Joe Biden. It's not looking good for Elizabeth Warren. I could really see Bernie Sanders winning the nomination and Donald Trump absolutely destroying him in the general. Because Bernie Sanders' policies are more radical than lots of people want. There's a, there's a statistic out there. Many people think lots of people are socialists, and that number is actually very small. There are more moderates than socialists. Now, there has been a more progressive movement, and Bernie Sanders has been leading that, as long, along with AOC and other candidates such as that. But you definitely see that lots of these you know, candidates, such as Elizabeth Warren, are being rejected for this, we actually saw in the last debate, they asked Bernie Sanders, how are you going to pay for this? You know, how are you going to pay for this, 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 and the Green New Deal, 90 trillion? You know, and you can't answer things like that. 
So, interesting ad. Definitely anti-Bernie. I don't know if this will really change anyone's mind. I, 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 I honestly don't know. The video only has 20,000 views. But, yep, so that's it for today's episode of Give Me Liberty. My name is James Wilson, and today we talked about Trump's rally numbers, impeachment, and, of course, the Democratic election featuring Bernie Sanders, who has many voters concerned that he might win the nomination and lose to Donald Trump. This is Give Me Liberty, and thank you.